Welcome back to Bruise with the Homies. Oh my, oh my Jesus Crimity. Somebody grab the laptop. Oh, yeah. Hold it, Aaron. Hold it, Aaron. <laughs> Oh my God. James, put, cover my thumb. You ready? No, no, cover my hand. That is oh, okay. a very aggressive. No, what the towel? What are you doing? Oh, well, he's well, got I the was towel. trying to get the mic first. That is now the most aggressive beer opening on Bruise with the Hobies that you've had. Hey, can I tell you, this is still recording. I know. This is what we listening should do. At home. Here, I got JB busted yeah, I got, the bottle oh, and it squirted. It exploded. Oh. And holy cow, JB, your rice pudding is destroyed. <laughs> Laptop is sitting right here. Oh my god, this is mayhem. We're gonna come back here. Just give us a moment. A few moments later. All right, so we are back from some technical difficulties. JB opened this amazing green cheek saison, and he opened it with some force. And the bottle decided to shoot off like a Coke in a Mentos bottle. Half of the bottle is gone. Uh, sorry about that, Blue. And to give you a little bit of context about the rice pudding, Blue <laughs> brought some rice pudding all the way from Manhattan. Manhattan. So we got some we got some rice pudding to try. We also got some beer. And if you, for the chaotic entrance, on this episode, we got James, Heron, JB, Blue, and myself. In this episode, we're going to get a little bit into Blue's history of craft beer, trading, California beer, and his new upcoming project with his own podcast. So you guys get to hear it here first. So, fellas, that was some funny shit. Huh? Oh, that man. Was, yeah. that Crack that was, open. It was like, that was, guys are just... That was intense. Like, panicked. Like, that was, was intense. It was everywhere. Like the I whole mean, we table. had... 15 minutes worth of cleanup Yeah. after it, that bottle opened. And half the bottle was gone. Yes, half the bottle is gone, and it's pretty bad. Oh, yeah, so let's actually talk about the bottle now that we're here. It's called We Don't Know Until We're There. And, that, I mean, that's kind of fitting because no idea we'd be here until now. So it's a aged and bottle condition, old school Zayzong. You don't right. get a lot of bottles from Green Cheek, right? No, so, no, so that's what's really so cool. So that's what's kind of... Well, it's cool and kind of scary. Yeah, I know. It can either be two things. It could be really fucking good, or it can be... Explode on you and gush everywhere. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it says, you know, drink me cold, you know, leave behind the, the yeasty sediment at the bottom of the bottle. Yeah. It uh, doesn't say, uh, beware that it's going to explode like in, a geyser. In, in, in all your friends' faces <laughs> like a... Cheap porno. <laughs> well, uh, let's go ahead right, and let's try it. Cheers. cheers. Six percenter, too. We got Six a squirter. Cheers, cheers, bros. Cheers. Wow, I should have licked this off the table, dude. It's not good. <laughs> you know what? Why do we... We should wring out all those napkins. Oh, yeah. We That's should really ring, good. We should wring out all those napkins. The trash cans we, right there. And we wiped it up. <laughs> Everyone uh, should have just started, like, sucking it off the table. <laughs> Sucking it off the bottle, dude. There you go. Hey, instead of dusting, plugging it with this stuff, you should have just started pouring it in people's mouths. Spraying it everywhere. (laughs) You know what? I acted like I've won the Daytona 500. (laughs) Champagne fountain. Champagne fountain. I mean, this is delightful. I mean, that's the only way I can describe it. It's it's a really, really nice 
Like it's uh, a wide. It's look. a it's a nice saison, but I mean, we, we talked about it earlier during the disaster. Bottle conditioned is kind of a, you know, you don't know what to expect, right? Because things can go bad. Things can go well. Things can go well. Or uh, it's a mixture of both, but where the, it turns the, into a geyser and it tastes good. Yeah. I mean, if if only I had my camera on uh, JB's face in slow motion, <laughs> like, oh, getting oh, blasted, because oh, oh, that would be the video for this podcast. Yeah, that would be the viral video. That would be the viral video. <laughs> it's like the episode before high, the horse trailer hideout is when it, there's, there's a certain point in the episode. I'm not going to give you the minutes. We're going to let you go back to listen. Do you hear Shrek making an appearance? Uh-huh. I, I, you can probably figure out when, but Shrek does make an appearance. It's pretty funny. But let's get back to talking about this Saison. James, it's, we're going to ask for your famous rating. Is this take your off or Part take two. your clothes off good? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm more confused about what I'm drinking. It's really good. I guess I haven't been used to drinking something like this. Yeah. It's, it's just different. I like it. I'd say, I'd say it takes... My belt. Take my belt off. What about Whoa. the socks? The socks are on. The shorts yeah. are on. The shirt's on. So you I always, you always keep the socks on. Yeah. yeah. The socks that's are the always thing, on. That's the last thing to go. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yes. they're called business socks for a reason. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. But it, it was very good. Like I said, I'm not used to drinking this. I really liked it. I think if I had a couple of other ones to compare it to, I think this would actually be really good. Yeah. Be okay. It's kind of like what Heron and I talk about when you get like some kind of acidity to it. Like, on a scale, like, how refreshing is it? Is it something that, like, you would enjoy and have to where it's, like, a nice, refreshing acidity? Is it very harsh? Because there's really good saisons or other ones out there that have, like, a harsh acidity, and you're like, ooh, I like that. This one's just so refreshing. It kind of reminds me of almost, like, a tropical and, like, a Yeah, it's, it, it, it's like a California a version of a saison because a lot of them are, you can get kind of funky, right? Yeah, and it's not, and like, so this, and, and, funky. And, and part of the theme is... You know, I brought a bunch of beers from California because I live in both Vegas and California. And when I wanted to bring some stuff for you guys to try, I wanted to bring something from outside the area. And uh, I thought this was good. Green Cheek's a fantastic brewery. Yes, we love them. But but this this beer in particular, it has an interesting twist on a Saison. Yes, it right? does. It's not quite as funky as some, uh, but I did not expect the... <laughs> the, the guys uh, the geyser. The fun <laughs> activities the as we go fountains. Yeah. The Bellagio yeah, fountains. It's, it's the I mean, I'm like, uh, <laughs> if I'd known I was only paying for half a bottle. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I do want to wring out the, uh, the paper towels because right. I really like this beer. So yeah. my what? question is here, out of everybody here, Aaron and JB, how many bottles would you guys get if you had the access to it? Um, for me, it's something that I would love to take in and share at Beer Zombies, just take to a share. Um, I think it's good enough to where if I'm really feeling in the mood for like something just completely different, kind of sick of IPAs, kind of sick of everything that we just normally drink, I would take a bottle. So it's something where I wouldn't mind having like four bottles on hand, one for myself, three to share. Like, I think it's a great bottle to have and drink and enjoy. I have no issues. But you would probably wear a raincoat and a face mask. Yeah. Open. Always be prepared. You, before you open it. Or just go to BZ and like, who's ready for like a champagne fountain? Or, like, or just start spraying at people's mouths. Well, mouth. you should just do that in general. <laughs> yeah. 
That, I mean, that should be your intro yeah. when you arrive at Beer's Office. <laughs> I am here. The I'm bottle's here. ready. You should be the full Indy 500. So, I'm ready to celebrate, boy. Let's go. My question is, who at Beer Zombies is actually going to clean the mess? It's going gonna, it's gonna to end up being you. Yeah, I'll clean it anyways. It's all good. <laughs> hey, you make the mess, you clean it. Right? Heron, what do you think? What are you looking at like, right. bottle-wise? So you guys already know that I'm a huge fan of dark lagers. I'm a huge fan of Saison's. This is a beer that I would drink by the pool. I would drink out in the middle of nowhere, looking at the stars, trying to play the guitar. You know, just like it is incredible. I, I like this beer. I would definitely have four beers. I'd probably share one and drink three on my own or drink three with a couple buddies, you know? Yeah, definitely feel you there. So, Blue, since you kind of talked about the football and living in California and Vegas, let's talk about how you got this beer. So, how did you come across so, this? So, you know, I travel a lot, right? For my for my job, I'm a game designer. I'm a public speaker. And I travel around the world, right? Uh, not as much during COVID, but uh, wherever I go, I take what, what a lot of people in the beer community know is what I call the the nuclear football, which is a Pelican case where I can carry seven bottles of beer. I generally pick up local beers. And when I travel, I trade them with brewers around the world. So I tend to load them up with, hey, this seems like a good beer. Let me buy some. And then sometimes I'm like, well, this is a really good beer. I'm going to I'm gonna share it with, uh, you know, brews with the homies or whoever, right? Right. And so this one in particular, I was surprised because... Uh, you know, I had never seen Green Cheek in a bottle, so I I, I grabbed a couple of them uh, because craft beer is growing all over the world, right? Yep. When I when I went to like places like South Korea and Europe and things, uh, I could see originally they weren't really that much into these beers, so I would take mass market beers, right? I would get like a Stone Arrogant Bastard or something to trade with them. But now I, I find that I have to take more and more sophisticated beers to trade around the world. But I'm also getting really great beers back. And it's kind of a cool thing to do. And so it's just part of my travels that I like to pick up beers. This one in particular, I really wanted to bring it back to Las Vegas because uh, I had not had anything like this in Las Vegas before. Okay. You know, I don't really feel like I haven't had a lot of saisons yeah. here. Yeah. And this one, to me, is kind of like a California saison. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit briefly about the, the uh, upcoming podcast that uh, me and my brother are working on. And it's kind of the idea that if you were stranded on a desert island, what would you want to have? What kind of beers would you want to have? It's uh, called Adventures on Beer Island. And, like, I would love to have this. If I was stranded on, on a desert island, this would be a desert island beer for me. Yeah. It'd be fantastic to just be on the beach drinking this beer. Oh, yeah. Exactly. If I was a real alcoholic, I mean, I'm an alcoholic. Wait, 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 wait. If you were? I know. Yeah. Like, let's let's hey, take that back. Define Look, real. Yeah. Define real. That's an introduction. You, you, know, you, you know you're an alcoholic when you say, when I'm not a real alcoholic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, you that's set the yourself level. up for that I one. set myself up. Yeah. Uh, the point intended. I would take this bottle with me on the golf course and just have it to myself. You know what? It's it's kind of funny that you normally don't think of a saison as what you would do with like a lager. Right. And this is that easy drinking kind yeah. of experience. I think it's a fantastic beer. 
I was really happy to share it with you guys. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and I'm yeah. glad we had this at like this point because in Vegas, we just came off of what? A 90 degree day, an 85 day. Yeah. And now that today was what? Like in the high 80s. So like this is starting to get to the where it's summer beer time. And I feel like this is right at that summer beer. Like refreshing, thing. refreshing. Nice. Hey, lay off the stouts. It's time to enjoy yeah, I these mean, we, light, refreshing. I mean, we've beers. we've done the summer of uh, summer smoothies. We've done the year-round stouts. This is kind of the beer that I feel like is really good for the for the weather. Yeah, it's perfect. So now, well, JB, well the other thing, like, yeah, wait, just so everybody knows, before we have our next beer, in my travels, I pick up things other than beer, and I wanted to share with you guys. This rice pudding, as some oh, people yeah, might, right. some people might have heard in the intro, that JB's rice pudding got soiled with beer. Yeah, I got there, there, fountain there, of there is a place. My... There is a place in Manhattan called Rice to Riches. It is the only location in the world that is a craft rice pudding place, and I want you guys to taste this because if you don't know how good rice pudding can be, this is how good it can be. I'm gonna be honest with you. This is my first time ever having rice pudding. No way. Whoa. Okay. So it's a first. So it's gonna be the best. You and me both. Let's have the the first one first. What was it called again? Uh, Man-made mascarpone. Yes. Cheers. 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 This is crazy. Getting wild in this episode. Wow, that's delicious. Yeah. This is uh, better than regular pudding. I can't stand regular pudding. I mean, this, this? Is, this is the best rice pudding on planet Earth. Are you serious? No, I've been on, I've been to every time zone on planet Earth, and this is the best rice What's pudding. What's in it? The um, I have the, no idea. I almost <laughs> want to say it's like almost like a cherry. Like, oh, no, like, they have like a sour cherry in it. Sour cherry, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's very unusual to have on a beer podcast take a break, but I kind of feel it's a nice palate cleanser. Yeah. To have that something really went well with yeah. the, and the beer, yeah. the saison, and my pudding actually goes well. Really yeah, well. yeah, the like, fact yeah. that the fact that you soaked your rice pudding yeah. in beer, <laughs> I like the flavors that combine very well, especially with that cherry. Kind yeah. of like the saison works really well. With and, the and and the other one is uh, called fluent in French toast, which is French toast. But anyhow, um, I'm gonna save that for after this next beer. <laughs> yeah, blue. So JB, hold on, hold on, what? one second. Blue, let's just take your clothes off. No, there we go. Ooh. There you go. Take, take, take my clothes off good. Yeah. <laughs> not, socks not, on I'm or my socks clothes off? off? Take my clothes off. Yep. I mean, socks on or socks off? Socks, socks on, of course. Man. I mean, come on. You got to keep them on. Come yeah. on, this is freaking delicious. This is oh, so good. This, for my first time ever having rice pudding, this takes the cake. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've had multiples, but I've never had like a craft style or something that's like that next level. It's like when you have beer, right? You, we'll compare it to give the analogy when you take that next level up to like a really good craft beer and then you get like the top dog like monkish fittings you, and you're like holy shit like that's yeah that so, step up so i could explain to you guys like i know the monkish of craft of, of rice pudding yeah there <laughs> yeah, you go I love it. that's the best way to describe it yeah. so jb what's the second one you got okay. right here so i thought it was fitting with the episode because we're talking about blue traveling it's called triple dry hop the world from North Park. So Love it. triple dry hop, hazy, double IPA, 8.5% from North Park Brewing. Cheers. So Blue, while JB gets this poured up, what came across when you guys were talking about 
uh, your guys' podcast. So the idea that we had is there's been great podcasts uh, where it's people who are, you know, bruised with the homies where, hey, I feel like I'm with these guys. We're all having beers together. Then there's some podcasts that are all very technical, you know, home brewers or professional brewers. But because I spent a lot of time in Chicago, uh, my brother, who's also known as uh, Baracho Grande on Instagram, which means big drunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I call him the, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the mysterious mass man of craft beer. Um, we were like, well, there's nothing like that kind of improv comedy. Let's just have fun. And all the times that I've had with guys like you and other people at Beer Zombies where we're just kind of just cracking each other up. Yeah. Just talking about beer. And we're not getting too deep into the beers. Uh, that's why we kind of decided to create this podcast. And the whole idea behind uh, Adventures on Beer Island is just the idea that, you know, if you were stranded on, on, a, on an island and uh, every week new beers wash ashore and uh, every now and then you hear the jungle drums and you have to make a sacrifice to the beer gods and every now and then like a rowboater sh- uh, shows up with a you know, bruised with the homies who happened to come across the island. Yeah. It was just kind of like a fun way of like capturing that drinking experience for where it's mostly about the fun of craft beer. Yeah, yeah. of course. And like when we started Brews with the Homies, our goal was just to have a conversation because uh, over the years of just kind of drinking beer, I find the most interesting conversations that you have or the times you get to know somebody the most is over something to drink, always over something of beer. Oh, and then with these yeah. two, JB and Heron, starting to get into the more sophisticated and the more elegant craft beer, the conversations got more interesting. You're like, hey, we can kind of relax. We're enjoying this beer, different flavors. Because you know, when you have the same flavors all the time, it kind of goes stale. And then when you start introducing IPAs, stouts, saisons, sours, yeah. fruited slushies, this, that, and the next thing, you, you notice conversations kind of geared to different things. And yeah. Different personalities come out when everybody's just sitting here having a good time when you have good beer. Yeah, that's like the whole purpose as we've created this journey, taking everyone along with us, is Brews of the Homies is about getting people together to share that experience of craft beer, yeah. education, stories, um, uh, getting people to experience the different levels the different types and like our motto i would like to say is like there's a type of beer for everyone there is a craft beer for everyone we can find it what do you like that was like one of the most important things of starting brews with the homies is all the experiences we had with people coming over to the house to hang out for a party watch sports any of those type of things birthday parties and they'll be like oh i don't like craft beer oh i don't like beer we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, rewind that back. Exactly. You haven't Leave had the stereotype the right. at the door. Yeah, exactly. you haven't had the right beer. We, you've never been exposed to this world. What flavors do you like? Okay, well, you like smoothies, don't you? Okay, let's find the right style for you. Then you kind of kind of go on that train of, now you like smoothie sours, or you like these smoothie styles. All right, let's try a pills now. Let's try a lager. Okay, now we can get you to IPAs, triples, stouts, and then it just all comes full circle. You can get 
so many people involved, the conversations. That's why, you know, when we were talking about your podcast, as you were thinking of the ideas, I love it. It's like a new take, the comedy, the whole the experience kind of setting the scene for people. How do you take something like Beer Zombies where we're all hanging out or being at a bar with your friends and having those conversations in a good time and take it to a platform and sharing it with other people? It's a hard thing to do. It's something that we've tried to capture and I think that's what helped us set us apart and now you're doing it with like a yeah, comedy just, take. It's a little a, different you, take on yeah, it, right? And, that's and, what and, makes and, it and awesome. I love what you guys are doing. It, it kind of captures what uh, I love about craft beer. So one of the guys who got me and my brother really into the craft beer scene was a guy named Andy Jones who started the Hop and Soul uh, yeah. beer blog. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're all kind of together in the Hop and Soul network. He's been doing it for over a decade. And what he really did was this is for the love of craft beer. It's, yeah. it, it's very inclusive. It's not rejecting people like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to be fancy. It's always like, hey, let me help you find what you want to drink. And so one of the things I like about like Beer Zombies and other places is when somebody comes in, the, the staff is always like, tell me what you normally drink and let me help you find something new. And I think what you guys are doing is very similar in terms of, hey, let me help you discover this world of craft beer. And so... Part of the idea of Adventures on Beer Island is we want to take you around the world without actually ever leaving the island, yeah. right? Because we could just keep bringing beers in. And it's it's nice that because I do travel literally around the yeah. world, I can pick up like some really, really bizarre beers. And so um, I was talking earlier that, yeah. you know, picked up a beer from a place called Dancing Camel in Tel Aviv. Yeah. And it's like... Like yeah, who has a who has a beer from Dancing Camel? Nobody. Right. Yeah, that's like. And uh, but it, what's cool is when you take beers to trade and you get into that culture, the brewer is like, well, I don't even sell this beer. I just made it for my friends, and I get a bottle that just has a, you know, handwritten label on it, like I made this, and like that's cool. There's no untapped check-in for no. this beer, and so you can get into the chase of, you know, I want to get this status on untapped or I want to get this badge or whatever. But when you really just get into the love of craft beer and the community and sharing, that's where I think like your guys' podcast and everything really helps benefit because every time you get a new person who comes out to like the event you just had, it, ex it expands their world. Oh, of course. Right. Cause, cause they may have never had a beer yeah. like, like, holy shit. I didn't know I liked this. I didn't know I liked this style of beer. Like, I, I bet there's nobody who's ever had a Saison like this no. who would ever, ever even imagine that they'd like that beer. Right. Yeah. And so once they experience it, they're going to get into it. And it takes a community. And craft beer is not just a, uh, you know, it's not just a phrase. It's a community. And that's why, you know, Chris, when he started Beer Zombies, he really created this idea of we're going to, make it where people love to come out and feel part of this culture. Yep. And I've never been at a, at, at a place before where people were so accepting. Even when somebody comes in and says, do you have, uh, you know, MGD? They're like, well, we don't have that, but tell me what you like about it and I'll find something for you. And it, 
you never know. That could be the time that that person's horizons are widened. Yeah, yeah. just cool. completely widened. Yeah. So let's go ahead and All have right, the look. second beer. No, cheers on it. Cheers around the world, Aaron. After you drink that, the floor is yours. All right. So I know why JB likes North Park. Yeah. It is so good. It's just so good. Triple dry hopped, which means it's just you're getting all the floral. You're getting all of the not bite of the hops. You're getting just every type of flower from the hops, all those oils just straight on you. And it's just, it's really good. And that in a beer, like that is something that people who drink just like, the big beer companies you're not really gonna get like really ever even with the hazy from a big beer company you're just not gonna get this no no this is super unique i like this this is very hazy very it like for a triple it's light yeah it's super very drink- approachable super oh, drinkable yeah. uh, i mean but it, it is like you know eating a garden oh yeah jb you're awfully quiet over there what, what you got cooking over so, there so like this one I'm glad I was able to bring it because I've had a four pack of this um, and I had the extra one. So I've already drinking three of these as it's developed over time. When it first came out, it was a little bit more green and when you first got it, but as it's like can condition, as it sat a little bit and over time, you just get the more developed flavors, the more it kind of like settles into itself. And that's why I always recommend and, especially with like triple dry hopped or triple IPA. Sometimes when you first have them, they could be a little hot, a little hot burn, but this one like has come full circle. Like at first I I rated it only like a four because I was just a little underwhelmed with how green it was. But you know, that doesn't kind of make me shy away from the fact that I know it could be better. I know what to expect. So as it's progressed, it's gotten better and better. And now I'd probably rate it like a 4.6. I think, it's come full circle. 4.6. 4.6. Yeah, with everything, it's just delicious. It's rounded out. Great aromas, like Heron was talking about, the flavor. Um, kind of get all the, like, oil, resin, like, just everything with the hops that are put in it. Just a delicious beer. That's why I love North Park. I've gotten a bunch of bangers from them. Last time we were down there before our event, I brought a bunch of beer back for people to try and proxied for some people. So I brought a hat. Yeah, oh, brought you a hat too. So, yeah, just, you know, that's the whole thing about us. And like Blue was saying, just being able to bring some of these into Beer Zombies, share it on the podcast, share it with you guys. It's just that full experience. Yeah. Like, of that's what comes full circle. That's why I love these beers. And our third one that we're going to have in a little bit is a cool one because when Heron and I visited Monkish on our little trip down there, I think like two months or so ago. We got to meet this little guy. I, I know that little guy. Yeah, pepperoni, I, Bobby. Yeah, I know. I, I know pepperoni. Yeah. So I I I, uh, I know that cat well. Yeah. So he uh, he's basically like that kind of extra mascot slash just roaming cat while you're at the uh, he just Florence location. he just decided to live there. Yep. He's just having a good time. Like when we were there, he was all over my girlfriend's lap. I have videos, pictures with him, and he was just chilling with us. So. To have a can with him on there is pretty cool. So I wanted to bring that one because we're doing California beers and talking about traveling. So that'll be a good one to have next. So Blue, the rating on this. We're going to go with the Brews with the Homies rating. We're going to go can, four pack. I'll pick up a four pack. Four pack? 
four pack because you know what just like you guys one to drink it's either two to drink and two to share or one to drink and three to share yeah. right right but if you have a lot of love in your heart you got to share more than you drink right? yeah so, right. that is uh, true but i would definitely um you know pick this up i think this is a great example of a style of beer that people might not think they like like a triple dry hopped but if it's done well it helps you understand like everything's not equal yeah so in, you know within your rating system uh you know there, there's definitely times where i only pick up one can and i think you guys also know like the time where you had like a taster of something and then you overbought yeah <laughs> like like Especially when you get to some of like the super sweet, uh, heavily fruited sours, and you have like a taster, and you're like, "Oh, this is delicious!" Yeah, and you let, get me, a bunch. let me get twelve cans of this, yeah. and then you get home and like, "Oh, I just made a terrible mistake." Because <laughs> so hard to like down a full sixteen <laughs> yeah. ounce, like yeah. no matter how yeah, good it exactly. is, you're like, oh, "That's the yikes. mistake I made this week." Yeah, I just I I regularly regularly make that mistake. Right. Uh, but this one, it, it helps define a certain style of beer. And it helps you find people who are like, oh, I kind of like this. Yeah. And it helps because I, I think a lot of people in the craft beer community want to help other people find the beer that they, that they like. Like, if you don't like this, try this. If you don't like that, try this. I didn't like sours for the longest time. And, uh, you know, my brother, he's like, bro, you need to kind of appreciate this. And he, he sent me a few sours. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of getting into this. I'm kind of appreciating this a little bit more. Uh, whereas the first time I had it, it was like I just throw up in my mouth a little bit. It was like, <laughs> oh, it's too much. <laughs> you know, I, I was not prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. But something like this, it's great to have these different beers of different styles to help define it. Yeah. Uh, just so you guys, have, you should try the other yeah, well, version. Yeah, I was of, just about to ask you. You should just try the other version of the rice pudding, the fluent and French All toast. Right. Ooh, Ooh, it smells cinnamon. It is, it is French toast. Wow. So I pulled, uh, you name it, and I, I tried this right after I tried the first one. Ooh. So I tried it prematurely. I'm one of those guys. It yeah. happens. And it's just really good. It's, it's delicious, just, isn't it, it? Yeah. It's The thing about this is you're like, okay, this is a dessert, but it is not too sweet. I know. And it's, I love that. I it, it is delicious. I wouldn't mind wrestling in this pudding. <laughs> Well, let's do, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Find a way. Let's the make next, it happen. Next episode of Bruce with the Homies is pudding wrestling. Special edition. Yeah. Special edition. And, right. and look, look. Normally, I just bring in a bunch of beers, but I wanted to kind of share with you guys my general global travels. Yeah. And it's not always beer. Sometimes it's food, but this happened to be one of the things that you know I love. Whenever I'm in Manhattan. I stop at this place. I have this. It's in Little Italy. Um, super cool place. But I just found it paired really well with a lot of the beers I was having. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. I love that cinnamon like French. And actually, flavor. and actually, oh. that one when you have it with a stout. Yeah, I was uh, just about to say like having a nice the, the, cinnamon stout like that Monkish Anaheim. Uh, yeah, that had the cinnamon. If you had this with this girls, French oh, toast, and everybody's gonna be like. What the fuck are you talking about, rice pudding? Yeah. Rice pudding is not good. I'm like, no, you, oh, this is no, banger. No, like. you don't understand. And again, it's like the craft beer yeah. 
level of rice pudding. Yeah, it's next like level. it is the monkish. It is the, <laughs> the monkish. It, it's, it's the monkish of rice pudding. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. So for us beginners over here, James, what are, what are your thoughts? Like first time, like having rice pudding. I just want to just be in the corner of my couch over there and just have it by myself. Just it's stuff like so your good. Basil to, yeah. Especially that French toast one. That one. That one. I know you. Surprising, right? The socks are off this time. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah. You finally took the socks off. I took the socks off. He took the socks off so he can rest yeah. me in the pudding. All well, three. All three socks. There you go. All three all socks. socks. All three socks. <laughs> the soft one and the one oh crunchy one. <laughs> Ooh, that's oh pretty. wait, we gotta bleep, bleep that out. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, we're rated R. But. We're rated R. So what? One thing I wanted to ask you, as we're gonna try this pepperoni, Bobby. Well, cheers to it. But <laughs> you were telling this story before, and I, I really like it because you know it's it's rare that a lot of people share like the worst beer experience or like something like that and have a great story behind it. So I love when you tell the story of how you were asking some of your buddies and like. That whole story about like what's the worst craft beer? Yeah, so it, 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 it's kind of funny because when I, you know, I'm a game designer. I had a game studio, and um, we decided we're going to create a beer club. And this is way back when. This is like when Untapped first started, and uh, you know, we were like, uh, me and my brother were like, hey, we should we should do an episode of this podcast where we go back way back in time. Yeah. And one of the things we do is we play a thing that we call the untapped game. We go through each other's untapped history and we ask each other like, okay, hey, when's the first time you had this beer? Do you remember what bar you had it? What's the worst rated beer you ever had? What is the first Saison you ever had? And we just kind of scroll through each other's untapped. And so I asked my brother, what's the worst beer you ever had? And he's like, I'm not going to call him out right now, but. It's like this beer. I'm like, holy shit, that's my worst beer. And so then I called a couple of other guys that used to work for me. I'm like, what's the beer you ever had? I'm like, oh, it's this beer. And it was like with five people agreeing that they all agreed this is the worst beer you, you've ever had. I was just like, oh, my God. How, like that's the experience how, right there. How bad was that beer that 10 years, no, 11 years later, it, it's still it's top of mind. That it is the worst beer you've ever had. So, uh, it's funny that you mentioned this. Heron has one of the funniest, worst beer untapped reviews I have ever read on untapped. And I got to say... All right, we got to hear it. Yeah, come on, Heron. We're not going to say anything about the brewery or... Just give me a snippet of what... Yeah, you can say it, just don't name the brewery. Yeah, it, it was just basically like all sour base. I don't know like what I think I had it on tap and it still just tasted like all sour base. Don't I make know. me pull up on tap. I'll uh, read it word I don't know. Word. I don't know what the hell is happening. I'm telling you, we can play the untapped game. But I, yeah. I, I do have this quote where it's just like, I, I can't wait to die and never have had this again. You know, like this is it was it just it, it is what not it is. bad for him. Like when I read, it, I was like. Wow. And no, it, that, that, that is very similar to my experience. And where it's, it's just like the like, truth, like, right? Like sometimes we're no, all like... I little... mean, when you have a beer that is so bad, you're like, I need to get brainwashed to forget I ever had this beer. Yeah. yeah. I need a... Uh, I need a... Uh, what's what's that guy's name? Will, uh, Will, Smith. Will Smith. Oh, boy. The, oh no. Black. Wait, 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 wait. Uh-huh. So, so we talked... To, we were going we to talk about Will Smith. So now we have to talk about Will Smith. All righty. So we're going to get this out, out of the air. 
Heron, do you think the slap was real or fake? Like the whole thing, not just the smack, like the the drama. I think it. I think it's real, man. I don't know. Will is probably, you know, he's he might be a little off the rails. You know, he's gone through a lot. It's. Uh, I think it might be real. All right, James. What do you guys think? I think it's real. You know, you get to see the pink on uh, Chris Rock's face there, and you know, it helped his sales off of this tour. So I guess it somehow it worked for him in that way. So I think it's real. I look at the reaction of the people in the audience, mm-hmm. and whether it was real or fake, those people in the audience had no idea it was coming. Yeah. And typically, in Hollywood, everything's orchestrated, and people were like, what the fuck? What just happened? But, you know, but in my mind, all I can see is the uh, Batman and Robin slap. Yeah, I know, right? It's just that meme. So right that's there. all. That's all I can do is just see that. That was just such a great fucking slap. Too. Yeah, holy it, it's shit! It's the thing of like, as much as I want to believe it's real, it's like they're all actors. They could all be in on it. It's no matter what. It's the no. greatest marketing that we'll, we'll ever see for the Oscars. Half the people that ever. Are, oh no, nobody like, would have even talked about the Oscars. Yeah. No. So it was a great point to like get that across. But I think Debro found the review, so he's gonna say it. I, I found the review and I got a very strong opinion about this. All right. So I'm not going to say the brewery. Quote, unquote, in beer Bible terms, it's a bad beer. As with all bad beer, great artistic idea, but bad, bad at the end result. It happens with the little shrug. He was trying to be nice. When, I when mean, was that? His other... I'm not going to tell you because ah. that will give away. We'll, we'll show you after that. We'll show so you I was okay. pretty nice. You, you were pretty nice in the review, even though you rated it like a 0.25. So you got to be more Will Smith. Now, let's get on this Will, Will Smith topic. He laughed at the fucking joke. Yeah. Like, let's get that out the way. He yeah. laughed at the joke. And it was, was not that good of a joke. Yeah, it wasn't. It, wasn't. it nah. was not. I and think then, he was cringy. And it was funny yeah, because you can see Will Smith. It was not that good of a joke. And then... Yeah. laugh look at his wife and his wife kind of gave him like you gonna fucking do something and then and then it's just like oh, and then shit. like two <laughs> two minutes go by and then will smith just walks up and smacks chris rock i was like the fuck like if, if i'm on national television and hey, a grown ass man walks up and smacks me you're dead ass gonna get ran up on and drop kicked or i'm gonna fucking superman punch your ass like I, I get you're on TV. You he got a career and reputation. He didn't do a full though, backhanded pimp slap. Yeah, it wasn't a punch. That's no, why no, I said no. it. like it, it, it's kind of that scripted. It was a normal weak slap. At the end of the day, I, I want a full rings backhanded. on my hand, backhanded yeah. pimp or slap. a punch in the face. But to like, me, getting smacked on national television like that—that's like almost disrespectful as getting spit on, right? And for me, somebody who Chris Rock's opinion is a comedian, I would have had jokes lined up talking about August Cena, talking about how other men's have your wife's name in it, how your wife has uh, other men in her. Like I, you could. Yeah, so that's what my brother said. Like, <laughs> hey, let's remember that. Yeah, that's the thing she said. And like, here's the thing. Like, the reason why it got the pop it got is because she dragged Will Smith and their relationship through the mud in the public eye. What do you think is going to happen? And this is, like, one of those moments where Twitter and Instagram are undefeated and, like, where 
this is like the glory age of social media is when shit like this happens, people are quick to meme it, gift like, it. No, people were already comments. editing a meme as fast as they could. Yeah, like, like yeah. shit. I got even down, in the beer pages. I, I, I got to like, yeah. download an image. How quick can I fucking make a meme? <laughs> and to be honest, like I, I look at it like this: Will Smith, you're lucky. Chris Rock has got some class because if he didn't have class. Dude, your ass would have been fucking roasted. Yeah. I, all I know is that if some guy, random guy, came out of the audience, that guy would be in jail right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But no if, if, uh, if he got up and slapped me, and I could say, like, follow my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> As I went down, <laughs> it, it I'd, I'd, be, I'd be pretty happy about it. So right. we saw the beer meme. It says, see my friend looking at my beer cellar. Keep my beer out of your fucking mouth. Like, yeah. it's just everyone was quick. Even the oh, beer no. community. It, it is like, the fastest meme generating thing there was. Like, yeah. like I think I started getting texts, text like two seconds after it happened. Like, you're like, like, what do you Holy have? shit. Did you just, like, I'm driving home. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I was sitting at home playing uh, Warzone with, with, with my crew, and we're sitting there getting playing, and my phone starts blowing up. I was like, what the fuck is my phone blowing up for? And I was looking. I was like, Chris Rock got slapped by Will Smith. I was like, is this in a movie? Yeah, I'm like, like, are you, am I dreaming? Or I'm, what is this? Is this actually a real thing? Right. Um, JB had a party foul here and drank the rest of his beer. <laughs> I know. We're just keep talking. So we'll cheer this one. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, you had your little geyser over here going. Here. What the hell? <laughs> I was cracking up. Style. I was trying to cheers and I was cracking up, spilling like this beer all so over. So we'll there. wrap up on this one. Let's talk about this and kind of end it out. Oh, tastes like monkish. Yeah. Tastes like monkish, but it's like I don't know if it's a green. Is taste? it rice pudding good monkish uh-huh. or is it? <laughs> it's not rice pudding good. So monkish. you don't like that kind of hoppy characteristic, that green. There's a little. It's bit a of little green. grassier than I would imagine. That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. Is like I wasn't expecting this to have so but, much of a personality. But, no, right no. Off the so top. here's the thing. Let me ask you guys. When I rate beers, I rate it. At the moment that I have it, I rate it like it was hot outside. I had this beer. I love the picture on this can. So I would rate this beer higher just because I know that cat. I know that barrel. And so I would probably give it like maybe 0.5 more of a lift. If I didn't even know what this is, I probably wouldn't. So like and having so, the so whole So what is more legitimate? Yeah. Is it more legitimate to say at this moment of in time this was this was good for me? It's at the end of the day, you know how people say don't judge a book by its cover. That's how I go about my judging of the beer. Sometimes there's beer where I first have it and I'm like god damn this shit sucks. And then I have another sip and I'm like okay this is a little bit different. And then I have the third sip by that third sip, if I confirm, hey, this is actually really good, or hey, no, this is pretty bad, then that's where I make my untap rating. That's where I make my final decision. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, so for me, like I know there's a lot of people who are getting their yeah. untapped points by, I tasted this, check in. I yeah. tasted that, check in. And so for a while, I was like, well, I have to have, have at least a full five-ounce pour. Yeah. But then I found, 
I can't really appreciate a beer until I've had a full pour. Yeah, it's tough because so, it's like so. so I'm really whole, making an effort. Yeah, it's like I have to have a full beer to get to know if I like it, and also I'm kind of an alcoholic, so I should probably drink as much beer as I can buy. Yeah, but no, but honestly, it just feels like I don't think from a taster you can get the experience right. Yeah, and I I think I learned that by a lot of the uh, heavily fruited sours because I was like. Tiny pork. Yeah. This is delicious. <laughs> Let me yeah. get a case of this. <laughs> yeah, it's like what I've always said about beer. It can art's huge. It's like the perception of when you first look at a beer. It could be like what draws you in. It kind of give you that like perception of it's going to be good. It's going to be a nice like taste or oh I recognize this. Oh it makes me feel good. But then you go to the part of like you said having a taster versus a full pour. As you have a full pour. It's the full experience of drinking it when it's cold, as it warms up, seeing how the hops develop and taste, having it, even with a stout, having it when it's chilled cold versus like as it warms up. You have to take in all those like factors into account, tasters. I think I would say if I saw someone's review of a taster, it kind of almost slightly diminishes that review just because you didn't have a full pour, but it depends on the person too. Like I know I will rate a beer based on the full experience, everything going on. And I'm very critical of beer to beer and I'll rate it based on what I've had recently and go back and forth. Whereas some people it's like in the moment, depending on all the different factors. So it's just yeah, whole, like, like this personal preference. This particular beer, if I had this at Monkish and I was drinking it next to this cat who's on the label, yeah. I would definitely rate this higher. Because my experience was, it was a good time. Yeah. I enjoyed it more. I think taste is subjective. Yeah. yeah taste, is, taste is always subjective. And the experience is awesome. And also we get, got kind of into like, I guess, kind of like scientific, kind of more like endurance versus uh, actual flavor. You know, you can yeah. have some food that is very rich. It tastes incredible there. But if it's way too acidic, and you have a whole meal of it, you're going to hate it by the end of the yeah. day. You know? So, I mean, it really just goes down to what does your body kind of tolerate versus what does your taste buds love? You know? Because we love sugar. We love salts. We love fats, flavor-wise. However, in modern society, we have a plethora of those things. So the more abundance we have in our body, the more we consume of it, it makes us sick. We, we, we're done with it. So that's kind of like the same thing with beer. We have a five ouncer of some really sugary shit. It's really good. The flavors are excellent. However, if we have 16 ounces of it, I don't want to ever taste that shit again. No, that, that's how I am. Yeah. Except for the rice pudding. I can eat that shit until, oh, yeah. until, I, until I go into a coma. We've also discussed it is not that sugary. It is actually really well balanced, really well made. You yeah. Know. And you are hitting the nail on the head there with, the rice pudding. The rice pudding is delicious. I now am going to, when they have it for dessert, I'm going to be like, uh, can I get the rice pudding, please? Yeah. So but, 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 but you're going to be disappointed because you're like, oh, that's not that rice pudding. Oh, yeah, yeah, the top the, level. The next rice pudding back. you're going to have is going to be the Coors Light of rice pudding. <laughs> oh, you oh, actually oh, like Coors Light? Oh, 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 I like Coors Light. Oh. It's going to be the middle. Well, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. on that this note. Is, I said good day, sir. 
Well, on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Blue, thanks for coming by and sharing your hey. rice pudding and the and the bottle. Yeah. We love having you on. Hopefully, we'll get to have you on here soon. Maybe next time on your pod. Uh, I, we, we hope to have you as a guest on our podcast. Yeah. Oh, so. you can count us in. Uh, we love the concept. Every, every, everybody's welcome on the island. There we, you go. We love the concept. I can't wait for you to send me the uh, the teaser because I I, I want to see because I can already visually see it in my head. Now finally seeing it, I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's right, gonna be a good time. Great episode, guys. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Remember, check out the socials. We got TikTok up, Instagram, Facebook. So make sure to check everyone out on there. Um, and tag us in what you're drinking on Instagram. Yes, sir. We'll post that back up. So cheers. 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 Cheers.